with the post and the bad but the bad is reasonably reasonable like because I don't know because this is okay hear me out and Bob how y'all doing this evening fantastic how are you how are you guys pretty good I was I was reading uh, the transcript from a voicemail that we got because I was like oh shit I forgot to check if there's any voicemails and I don't think the transcript got it right it was like Hi, I am grocery store, and like it was the most insane thing. I'm not now. It's all I can think about is wondering what this voicemail is. Hi, I'm grocery. Get your head store. in the game, Aaron. Oh, well, we could, like we normally do, is play the voicemails at the very beginning of the show. So yeah, we can just get yeah. this past us. Yeah, let's get let's get this out of my system. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Can I call in now with the the Palestine national anthem? Just so, like we can have our. our uh... Uh, you have to be a country first to have a national anthem, Josh. You should know this. Oy vey! <laughs> I can't believe you just be anti-Semitic for no reason, Josh. <laughs> Here we go. Voicemail number one. Hey, if you want to be anti-Semitic for no reason, how do you let us know? Uh, you can call us at one eight three three six 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 nine eleven. Again, that is one eight three three six 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 zero nine one. One one. We actually had it. What 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 was that? I don't know. It glitched I, out. I, I stumbled a little. All right. <laughs> right voicemail number one. I scrubbed at the end of this episode to hear if my voicemails that were just long and rambling got played, and they were not played. All I heard was my chicks voicemails being played, and that is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then super chat us a few bucks and we promise we'll play all those voicemails like <laughs> yeah i'd be really disappointed too if uh my voicemails didn't get played because my girlfriend's voicemails were better that would be really sad <laughs> <laughs> we did play his though we i'd probably kill myself the, we played him in the middle like another of the retro oh we played him in Sorry. the middle of the retrospective as aaron and i were talking about it and he just jumped to the very end. He was like, I'm going to fucking. Does he not know the format of the show? Yeah, doesn't he know? <laughs> I think this caller might not be a real fan of the okay, episode. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope so he doesn't get upset again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if he skips to the end to hear his voicemails. Yeah. Not, they didn't even play voicemails this episode. What's wrong with them? <laughs> that's Ooh. true. We actually did play the voicemails. Oh, that's great. All right, so I am uh, at the grocery store listening to the episode, and I heard my voicemails in the middle of the show. So I am retarded and should probably listen to the whole thing, so I just skipped to the end to hear my own voice. Sorry. I, I think I speak for Aaron and Bob when I say apology accepted. No! Never! <laughs> nah, admitting you're retarded, that's the first step to healing. Right, yeah. How many steps are this process? God One. bless you, sir. <laughs> Just... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the only, that's really the only important step. All right. Oh, so that was great. Now, now that we've gotten through that, what do you guys know about the Iron Dome? It's the um, air missile defense system that Israel uses to protect itself from the onslaught of missile barrages from uh, Gaza and the Palestinians. Yes, exactly that. Yeah, Josh, how do you think it works? Um, I mean, kind of like any other anti-air missile defense system works. It's uh, 
Name yeah, one other anti-air missile defense system besides the Iron Dome. Well, I'm sorry that there's only one that has good branding in the world, or that's like I know they're great at branding, aren't dome. they? Well, no, no, no. What's the like, the Navy one? We have missile one. silos across the U.S. Is there I don't know. the Navy? The Navy has one that's like a dome, basically, and a like like a couple, if not just one big giant minigun, and it has like two or three of them, and it just like it dumps like a thousand rounds a second at like the target location. I forget what they're called. But I figured since you're in that industry, you would you would know what that is. Do you know? Uh, I don't actually know. I can I can picture. I think I know what you're talking about. I've, I think I've seen you know clips of it before, but I don't know what's called. I'm excited to get the opinion of a guy that works for that industry, like for yeah. the weapons <laughs> manufacturers. I want to see what he thinks of this super high tech technology. And then I, I can't wait to share you some responses too. But anyways, let's let's just go into what is Israel's Iron Dome missile system and how does it work? Iron Dome is designed to protect against incoming short-range weapons. It operates in all weather conditions. It uses radar to track rockets and can differentiate between those that are likely to hit built-up areas and those that are not. Interceptor missiles are only fired at rockets expected to strike populated areas. The system consists of batteries located across Israel, each with three to four launchers that can fire 20 interceptor missiles. They are both fixed and mobile versions of the system. So, step one, enemy rockets fired. Step two, radar system detects the rockets and tracks them. Step three, a control system estimates the impact point. Step four, a launcher fires missiles to intercept it. Step five, the missiles explodes near the rocket, destroying it. That's the Iron Dome. It's pretty straightforward. Like, it, like that, That's how I would design a missile defense system. So, <laughs> Bob has already watched these. We're going to discuss yes. this while you watch them now. Josh, I would like you... I think, Bob, you're going to play these for... for for uh, Josh, yes, yeah. I watch got this. Here for watch the Iron Dome in action, and tell me: is this missiles exploding other missiles, or is this just a fireworks show? And I urge everyone at home listening, please just pause this for right now and just watch like five or six videos. Just just watch as many as your heart's content of the Iron Dome at work. Watch nighttime and daytime. Link up in the show notes. I, you can find these videos anywhere. We They're have a video over. from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, ABC Seven Chicago thinks that posting this is like within their wheelhouse of news coverage. I guess. <laughs> so Bob, so while Josh is looking at this, but Josh, one other thing to look for: look for a a. One wonder to yourself, is this a missile blowing up another missile or is it a fireworks show? And two, tell me if you ever see one enemy missile in any yeah, of yeah, the I mean, videos. I, that's what I was thinking. So I was, I was thinking back to what you described to us uh, so scientifically, Aaron, um, <laughs> beginning with step one, the enemy, enemy missile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see the Israeli missiles very clearly. Missiles in quotes. Like yeah, missiles. It's all. It's nighttime in these videos too. So like, you can see the jet propulsion 
just lighting up wherever they're going. Oh, yeah. But you don't see a single thing from the enemy, right? Isn't that weird? Doesn't it seem like which, maybe weird propaganda? So, so is this like, I'm not a missile expert. I assume that two different types of missiles in the night sky look pretty similar, right? So like, right. If, if we see one type of missile, if we see the Israeli missiles, we would also see the Gaza missiles in a similar way. I think so. Now, <laughs> here's another question. Uh, when you see these articles where it's like Hamas fires 4,000 missiles, Hamas fires 7,000, barrage of 7,000 missiles at the Iron Dome, Hamas, 3,000 missiles shot down by the Iron Dome last night. When you see all these articles, um, this has been going on since like 2006. How does a country with a national, like, average income the average income of a person is like three thousand dollars how does that country that's the size of like half of rhode island afford hundreds of thousands of missiles to shoot at israel all the time that never apparently hit their targets because israel shoots them all down at what point would they stop doing that in the last 17 years especially since they don't have like a ton of money to like just blow on rockets they're not just like donations from Iran or something <laughs> with money from Russia like that, that. That's what I think. Like you have all these Middle Eastern countries that hate Israel and they have, you know, a, a why wouldn't Iran just shoot them? operations like in the country? Because, no, because Palestine's like in the country or like Gaza's like in the country. They have a base of operations like instead of, you know, between the UAE and Saudi Arabia away, <laughs> uh, like 10 miles away. Like. It's actually, think about that, though, Josh. Have you ever even heard of another country that just fires thousands of rockets into its neighbors with every day without, like, fucking any repercussions? <laughs> Look at these. Look at this daytime video. You see so a single... This is smoke time. This is a smoke show. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the interesting one, because there's night and day ones, and it, you could easily track and follow the Israeli Iron Dome missiles. It's obvious yeah. what they are. I, I thought... But you don't I thought it ever wouldn't see be any... what they're hitting. Yeah. There is no smoke trail like theirs does. Yes. That's it. Exactly. I, I thought it wouldn't be possible for, like, for it to be easier to see the missiles than at nighttime when the propulsion is all lit up. But during the daytime, you see the smoke trail. Like, you see this little arc in the sky clear as day yeah and there's only or one a single of missile and nothing else leading to that point <laughs> nothing else unless unless uh, you know gaza has these magical electric zero emission <laughs> missiles uh with stealth capabilities where you can't see them like i'm a, i'm a little bit confused let's say let's say let's start out with that aaron i'm sure you have a great explanation right so oh somebody does <laughs> So I was looking at this online and I was like, started laughing my ass off because I'm like, oh my God, I've never even thought about looking at the Iron Dome. I just assumed they had this anti-missile defense system and were constantly shooting down terrorist missiles. I don't know why that never occurred to me. That was clearly like fake. This new, this new war where everything is bullshit that's coming out of Israel's mouth got me thinking, Wait, what if the Iron Dome's bullshit? So the comment that made me laugh so hard because people need to believe the shit they believe is um, somebody goes, well, their, t their rockets are actually really low tech and 
they have enough propulsion to get them up in the air, but then they have to glide the rest of the way to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you serious? And, yes. Somebody was like, duh. Like, obviously, that's what it is. Their missiles have to glide to to Israel because they don't have enough power to to missile them the whole way. And One, that's, that's how to my explanation. That's how deranged everybody is, though. They have to believe. They have to come up with a way that the news is right because they can't fathom being lied to on that level. You know what I mean? It, is Gaza supposedly manufacturing all of their own missiles? Like, I would assume they'd be buying them from someone else, like everyone else does. Don't you guys, like, pay attention to geopolitics here? Iran is the source of all evil. They're supplying all of our uh, our enemies with all of the armament and missiles that they could ever dream of. Because Iran is a completely just, it's just flowing with wealth over there, is what I hear. And they're they're funny. Any all second this. now, Biden's gonna reinstate whatever nuclear sanctions. Ah, blah blah whatever. whatever. I, okay, <laughs> I said that they had the economy of, or they were the size of Rhode Island. The economy of Rhode Island is three times that of Palestine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How are they buying fucking missiles with that economy? Like, how many missiles are they possibly buying? Their entire GDP is 18 billion. That's everything, everything. That's not what they are in the black. That's they don't have a pile of 18 billion to spend. And most of their GDP is like like 35% of it is US aid. Well, okay. So there is the possibility that they are being funded and they are being, you know, uh sourced with these from outside sources. But I've They've never gone on to elaborate or provide any evidence of that. Like if if Iran was giving Palestinians all of these missiles and all like this all this weaponry, shouldn't they be able to have some kind of evidence to prove that claim? Where are they coming from? Are they like like Josh said, are they manufacturing it there? Yeah, you'd think like they like have confiscated one truck of Iranian missiles on its way to fucking labeled Hamas, you know, like it is blockaded. Palestine, like Gaza, is completely entirely blockaded by land, sea, and air. There is, uh, they bomb aid supplies going in there, whether it's missiles or like, you know, bandages for the hospitals. They bomb the hospitals. Can you imagine that Indiana Jones article where, or Indiana Jones movie where Indy uh, recovers a convoy of paraglider missiles that only have a little bit of rocket propulsion in them uh, all labeled Hamas <laughs> you'd think they'd, Iran would give them the good missiles like once you know one time they only right. have paraglider missiles that don't uh, they don't show up in the night sky and they are easily shot down so I, I give it a quick google search and um, at least with regards to the 2014 conflict th- those uh, those attacks um the, there is the Palestinian rocket arsenal, and they have uh, do, 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 ro- those made locally in Gaza and the West Bank, as well as weapons smuggled from Iran and Syria. So it's kind of all of the above. And and none of them have propulsion. None of them leave a jet stream. Isn't that wild? The, all the homemade ones and the Iranian and Assyrian missiles, none of them can actually be classified as a missile. Okay, well, here's another one. Do they actually have evidence, like video footage, perhaps, of 
Palestinians launching these types of missiles? Nope. Find try to find it. Try to find Palestine launching missiles at Israel. All the satellite imagery in the world, but we can't figure out what I, I don't even know how they're launching. I mean, Bob, you've launched a hundred thousand missiles over the course of like a half a decade before, right? And you do it like without, you know, with like bottle rockets, basically. You don't oh, have yeah. like giant systems in order to launch that many missiles constantly at your neighbor. It's, it, like, it's a like, lot of natural resources to uh, like or a, a territory full of the right natural resources in order to come up with like jet propulsion and explosives, right? Right. You would think, you would think. It, it. The more you think about the story, the more absurd it is. Um, Aaron, this may be this may be a little bit unrelated, but just some some of them came to mind. Uh, do you know how much money that the U.S. is spending on supplying the Iron Dome? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Oh, do you not know the answer to that? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I thought God, someone like totaled. Uh, we up. gave them one point six billion for its development. Okay, well, I'm sure I'm sure we like you know give them refills of rockets too, right? Right, that's like the big business that we have with them is selling the missiles to replenish. Plan. Yeah, it's a yeah, <laughs> but they just buy it with the money we give them. Right, so they mean selling at that yeah. point. Mm, I mean, money's being <laughs> traded to different hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're a congressman and you have a shit ton of money in Raytheon, and you're like, here's five billion in taxpayer money. Buy my missiles. Like, yeah. you're just, it's a way to launder taxpayer dollars. I, I thought I saw something somewhere and I, I didn't verify it, uh, but I'm thinking like people added up the total of aid that we've get, given to Israel over the past, like, you know, 20 years or something like that with Israel. And it was something like something pretty low, like around the same money that we've given to Ukraine at this point. Like, uh, that's not bad, but I don't believe it though. Like, it has to be way more. It has to be way more. So, like, I mean, I'm sure there are, there are multiple channels in which U.S. money is getting to you or getting to Israel. Right. Not, and not just through the missiles that we provide them. So. Yeah, guaranteed. Same with, like, uh, I mean, look at how much money Israel made indirectly because it's not Israel didn't make it during, like, COVID. Through pharmaceuticals and, like, how much how much did that indirectly go to Israel? Like a hundreds of billions of dollars, you know what I mean? Where they made deals with these pharmaceutical companies out of Israel. Right, right. Yeah. So, it's more than just the missile system and defense systems that we're providing aid but that's for. That's just capitalism, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, we definitely indirectly uh provide them lots of money. So, anyways, I hope everybody watched that. My opinion is there's no such thing as Gaza missiles getting fired at, by the thousands into Israel. And the, the Iron Dome is is bullshit. I think it's literally a propaganda mechanic to scare the shit out of their own citizens to make them feel like they're under attack all the time and to trick the rest of the world into supporting them and genociding their neighbors so that they can create greater Israel. So... After watching that, gun to your head, Bob. 
is the Iron Dome on real? Is it even a, man, a missile defense system? What were they shooting down in any of those videos? Did you see a single it's, thing they shot down? No. <laughs> I can't say that I did. All right. It's a follow-up question. Follow-up gun to your head. What do you think the chances are that they had partial propulsion missiles that glided their way to Israel after they reached their altitude? God, below a 50% chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worse than a coin flip on for... For the Israel, uh, for Israel on this one. Sorry, guys. It's it's nuts, dude. Right? Isn't it? Like I've n- I just assumed that they had an anti-missile defense system that worked great. Like I just thought that that was real until literally like today, this morning. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I I did pull up a video of what was it? Missiles being fired out of Gaza, but I have no idea what the context is. I couldn't. I obviously can't verify if it's a video from Gaza. I don't know what the if Gaza looks any different than Israel and like where it was uh, positioned or anything like that, but they were shooting the rockets. They came out super fast at like a 30 degree angle off of the ground upwards. And I'm like, well, that's not those ones. (laughs) That's not the approach that these other, because the, the iron dome missiles are very high in the sky. They are way up there. They're getting the gliding. Uh, oh, okay, okay. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, even... it catches an updraft at the border, and it, it gets, <laughs> uh, it goes higher. <laughs> it catches an updraft. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you know this, Bob, but the uh, Palestinian military, uh, they've invested a lot into paraglider technology, and they like to paraglide things into Israel because they think it's very fun, including oh. their missiles. What's the the movie like Doctor Strange Love? Like they're basically like riding them like cowboys up with their paragliders. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like the fucking Mad Max like gang of paragliders. <laughs> That's they had a Mad Max paraglider gang with lawnmower so, engines. What I was saying is that the video that the that I found in of the Wall Street Journal um, saying, "Look here, I'm playing them for you guys." This video. That is not even like a 45 degree angle. They're shooting them below 45. They're shooting them below 45 degrees. At least some of them. And those are actually and, missiles at least. Yeah. As what we consider missiles. But then again, I don't even know if that's Israel or Palestine at this point. Like yeah, it could have been an Iron Dome missile. So I don't know. And then, dude, no, no video of those hitting. They just showed like cars burning. And they're like, isn't this terrible? And the, yeah. Oh my god. It's such propaganda. These are all like caught uh. I love how this conflict has made everyone completely lose their shit. Like it it's happening on both like the red team and the blue team. I think you see it a little bit more on the blue team, like the Democrats, like they they pulled in all these woke people, they made their their entire ideology and cult derived uh, by like oppression and you know oppressors and people that are oppressed and all these. Funny, things. I'm mostly on like the left wingy lint winger side with this particular conflict because they're all like free Palestine, right? Like I, I I totally understand that, and the more I go back and I look at it, I'm like, holy shit! Like you, everyone's losing their mind. The propaganda, it, Ukraine's propaganda was very like milk toast compared to what's happening right now. And I, I think that has to do with 
the country itself. Like Ukraine never had like a huge voice in American politics in American news media in the first place. No, the, the re- biggest reason that caught on even at all is because because um, of the the enemy of Putin. That's yeah, why they it, tried it to make on. the Hitler 2.0 with Putin, and that didn't really yeah. catch on that well. Yeah, but yeah, isn't that isn't that wild that the Iron Dome like just looks like a, it look, looks like a fuck fireworks show, right? Josh, you saw this for the first time today. How did that make you yeah. feel? <sighs> what are you a it's... therapist now? You work with weapons, like you sh- you've seen some shit. I mean, you know, uh, classified paychecks are being cashed, so. <laughs> that, that's a start that that's i, I I'll, I'll start thinking past that but um no, it's i mean whether or not the iron dome is actually warding off missiles or you know de- de- detonating enemy missiles i think it's still shooting missiles or still it's still like actually it, it still technically rockets. does something it's just uh, not something useful. Well, yeah, it shoots rockets. <laughs> they just explode in the air, and not they aren't. Well, they do a loop de loop, and then explode in the air. Yeah, yeah. They they go up. They go pew, and explode like a Fourth of July firework. It's fucking insane. Everything that they do is a lie. It's crazy. It's their number one tool. People, they use it so much and so often that people can't believe that somebody would use it that much, so they just choose to believe them. That's how fucking nuts it is. Yeah, is it, so is the Iron Dome, like, like weekly? Are they, uh, you know, sending out anti-air missiles? Like, what? what's... I, I, don't, I don't... This seems crazy to me. The, the whole uh, situation that's being posed. Yeah. There's a country a third of the size of Rhode Island shooting hundreds that have shot 100,000 missiles at Israel over the last 15 years. Here's, here's the comparison. Uh, and it never does any damage. At a time, how many missiles at a time to, does North Korea typically fire in their, their tests? Like, I know they do a lot of long-range tests, so it's a slightly different situation, but, like, they only fire, like, a couple at a time right and probably yeah yeah the, i see where you're going with this we'll have to like follow no, up north, on that at no, some point yeah but like my, my point is north korea that is an easy example of a country which has uh to the detriment of its citizens committed all of its resources towards its military and yeah. it's it's directly connected to china so it has like access to whatever it wants to so like they should have thousands hundreds of thousands of missiles yeah the the like the access level and and power difference and financial difference between north korea and palestine is like the difference between america and canada like you know what i mean like it's like that even though north korea is not this big powerhouse compared to fucking palestine it's like would be game over it would be a fucking instant two-day victory for fucking north korea in that war and they don't even shoot hundreds of thousands of missiles at their at fucking South Korea. Like it's a it's fucking made up, I think. I think that whole thing is just fake. There's no way they're getting that many missiles to shoot volleys of five thousand fucking missiles at in in an hour at fucking Israel. From October seventh to November fourteenth, 
not over 9,500 missiles have been fired uh, into Israel from Gaza. So 10,000 just in what? this conflict so far. In, in a month? Yeah. Yeah. Just over a month. So there's this website that I found just Googling it. It's it's called um, the Jewish Virtual Library. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and so they've been they have this uh, rocket and mortar attacks against Israel by date, two thousand and one to present. They're it's, literally chronicling their their suffering. They're like, yeah. oh my oh oh not thirty boy. wait, it's not thirty. 30 a lot of them here are like a day. Well, I'm not sure. So you see um, ninety five hundred over like thirty five days, right? right? Yeah, like three hundred rockets a day they fire at Israel. What? <laughs> so well, that's not even as impressive as this. May 10th to the 13th, they fired 1,500 rockets in the span of three days. So they were how, up to 500 a day? How? that? Okay, that is impressive. <laughs> how do they have the infrastructure if they're just constantly being bombed by Israel? <laughs> and what about that system? Did you see that could knock out 500 fucking rockets in one day? How do you like, how do you load rockets that fast? Or like, right. what is what do these launcher de- launching devices look like? Dude, they have 750 rocket launcher like SAM units, like these <laughs> just <laughs> fucking firing them off like a Roman candle. May 10th <laughs> to May 20th of 2021, 40. 300, nearly 4,400 rockets were fired so from. They did 400 yeah. a day for 11 <laughs> for two straight weeks. Right? Yeah. Like 10 this days. isn't real. This is not real. These are the most, the most unbelievable numbers the Jews have come up with in the last <laughs> week. <laughs> oh, they do come up with some wild numbers, right? I was going to say, because a lot of these are like April 12th, 2017, one rocket, one rocket, two rockets, four rockets. Like, what's going on there, that's, guys? Like, what? That should be normal. That that I <laughs> would actually well, believe if they like kept it at that. That's oiling the machine. They're just keeping it running, keeping it working. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you it's like when you got to start car. your car in the winter, yeah. you know? <laughs> Get a little battery drip in your rocket launcher. Like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well... That's all I have on that, but I really urge everybody to watch it. It's fucking insane. The Iron Dome is complete horseshit. It's a fucking fireworks show. I think it definitely plays into the propaganda system that we have going on with this war. So, who knows? Why? Everything you hear on the news is a lie. Everything. It's crazy. Hey, speaking of propaganda and things you hear on the news... Uh, I'd like I'd like to follow up on a couple news stories from uh, news stories and topics from the last year. Um, do you guys remember the Nord Stream pipeline uh, being blown up? This had to been like a year ago at this point. Yeah, yeah yes. September twenty. Yeah, yeah. September Was that when Russia blew up its own pipeline or something? Yeah, or? I, yes, one hundred percent. That's what happened. Russia blew up its own pipeline under strange circumstances. Um, but and, and then you know there were some some crazy conspiracy theories out there. Uh, by by folks such as uh, known whack and kook Seymour Hersh uh, about how America and allies might have been involved or how about America might have been involved or might have had a uh, or there's evidence that we had, you know, divers and uh, boats around there at the time. So whatever, whatever. But all that aside, we finally get the story due to the diligent 
investigative journalism and reporting by the Washington Post, we finally get the story of a Ukrainian military officer who helped coordinate, uh, along with you know additional folks in the military, additional higher-ups, the explosion, the blowing up of the Nord Stream pipeline, the self-sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. So wait, wait. Crazy. We, we're, we're bragging about it now that we did it? No, the Ukrainians did it. Roman Travinsky, a colonel the in the Ukraine's Special Operations Forces, was integral to the brazen sabotage operation, say people familiar with the planning, by Shane Harris and Isabel... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> they fucking said Russia blew up their own pipeline for like months. Does no yeah. one remember this? No, o- over a year, they said that. This story just came out. I like the follow-up article that you gave us, uh, Josh. It's really funny because this was in response to Seymour Hersh's article. Uh, Yeah, this was back in February of this year. The claim by a discredited journalist that the U.S. secretly blew up the Nord Stream pipeline is proving a gift to Putin. Actually, I think I found this article. Business Insider India (laughs) is is writing this. Business Insider India is like pushing propaganda. (laughs) Indians about the Ukraine war. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my god! Wow. So you know, there there were some people confused why Russia would blow up their own pipeline. There's some people confused by why America would blow up the pipeline. But no one is confused by what motive Ukraine might have had with blowing up the pipeline, right, guys? Correct. Yeah, they're in a war. I get it. Let me, <laughs> well, let me, let me just uh, read, read through this real quick. <clears throat> Wait, were you Ukraine's gaslighting launched... us? Hold on. Were you gaslighting us or are you being serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see in context whether or not it makes sense. Uh, Ukraine okay. has launched many daring and secretive operations against Russian forces, but the Nord Stream attack targeted civilian infrastructure built to provide energy to millions of people in Europe, uh, while Gazprom, the Russian state-owned gas conglomerate owned 50, owns 51% of Nord Stream. Western energy companies, including from Germany, France, and the Netherlands, are partners and invested billions in the project. Ukraine has long complained that the Nord Stream would allow Russia to bypass Ukrainian pipes, uh-huh. depriving Kiev of huge transit revenue? What? So uh, they, they get the money. Yeah, they, they get a cut. Oh, Jesus Christ. They get a cut just for they them want, they, pumping Well, they want their pipelines Ukraine. to be used. They want their gas to be used. Not they, the Russian not pipeline. No, it sounds like. They pipe to yeah. go through their land. Oh, so, so oh, just go through their. Yeah, yeah. For okay. transit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're That's right. it. That's all it is. <laughs> That's what they're mad Toll about. roads. Great. Love them. Oh, my God. Yeah, they obviously. Obviously, if that shit got blown up, they blew it up. Like Russia didn't blow up their own pipeline. Yeah, there's no logical sense for for even the narrative that the propaganda machine gave us about why Russia made zero sense whatsoever. It's like, oh, you guys don't want fuel. You don't want natural gas leading into like this this year's winter. Germany, are you you okay with that? (laughs) You ever notice that when the news has a bad guy? They will come up with a convoluted bad guy plan that they'll have. Like, bad guys will come up with this crazy. Well, you see, what they did was they blew up their own pipeline to make it look like Ukraine did it so that they would, people would think Ukraine was the bad guys when in reality they actually blew up their own pipeline. They have this like crazy, like, 
fucking 15 step <laughs> propaganda plan. But then like <laughs> you suggest that maybe it was like not 6 million and like that might have been propaganda and they're like, how dare you? Oh, and like Pearl Clutch. If it's if it's the bad guys, though, it can be the craziest fucking plan that makes no sense. Anybody else, though, if you're not right on company line, you're like they're like conspiracy theorists. Right. Well, if it makes sense, then it's clearly sympathetic. You know, you you're like you want the bad yeah. guys to be unbelievably terrible. Yeah, right. They all have to be like Dick Tracy villains. It's fucking <laughs> insane. <laughs> okay, so that was just a quick little side. I'm glad, I'm glad we finally got to the bottom of that. Finally got to the truth about that uh, j- just about a year later. A um, couple of items. So, okay, remember the the whole um, Sam Bankman-Fried thing? They just went through the whole trial with the FTX recently. He pleaded guilty to fraud, uh, blah, blah, Isn't blah. Is he, like, going to jail forever or something? Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's given, like, a few lifetimes, whatever that means. But, um... <clears throat> uh, but one aspect, one thing we had talked about with regards to uh, some of the FTX Alameda lobbying funding type uh, money, um, you know, money rerouting type nonsense was uh, the money that they sent to the Together trial. Um, do you remember what this was? Oh, uh, it, uh, it was about a discrediting ivermectin. Yes. Yeah. yeah this was okay. this was the big trial. This was what all the news sources, all the doctors, all the Anthony Fauci's out there pointed to to say ivermectin is not effective against the coronavirus. Uh, this this one study, and uh, now with a you know with the trial with some lawsuits uh, from FTX against Sam Bankman-Fried and Alameda and all that, uh, we we do have confirmation. That uh, let me let me read the actual line. <clears throat> uh, yeah, legal filings reveal that um, the the, uh, the the Alameda um, what you call it uh, own uh, wait what fuck okay whatever uh, that they put in enough funding to own a controlling rights of the together trial. Um, so all the all the companies, all the little life sciences companies, they're actually doing the studies. They had controlling rights over, and these known fraudsters, known the, admitted going to jail for uh, fraudulent individuals, were the ones who had explicit control over these trials, which uh, you know dictated. American public health policy for a couple of years. Wait, or, you know, who, who had that. control over it? That was okay. Uh, uh, I think it's sorry, sorry, I didn't say that. Like, te- I think it's technically Alameda. So yeah, uh, but effectively FTX. So what is the, that? The, the, the FTX Jewish was in charge of it. Yeah. Yes. What did they have to gain from it? Hold on. Well, because they were just funneling money to the Democratic National Committee. Uh, basically, oh. that's like their whole grip. Yeah. Okay. So this article says. Uh, leaked emails and documents show that Together's principal uh, investigator, Edward Mills, breached key rules on data bl- uh, data blinding and confidentiality. Importantly, these are serious indications that the improper access could have enabled the investigators to make decisions that would affect the results of the trial on I- ivermectin. Yeah, so th- they had monetary control. They had, you know, 51% of this trial monetarily and so they actually took control of it and gave a result that would be beneficial to the politics at hand at the time 
Wait, yeah, uh, duh. It's it's absolutely it's an wild. outlier case, but it does happen. Yeah, and it's crazy to think it's like, man, we have literal like court cases going on, like that's being broadcast to television, like this whole time. Like, what was the the actor and actress that recently, like Johnny Depp? Um, and Amber Heard, yeah. It, yeah, and Amber Heard. And then, like, the criminal trial of um, the Kenosha kid and all these things. Like, all these things are, are publicized to everyone on, like, television. And then when it comes to the FTX trial, hundreds of billions of dollars missing. Uh, clear political, like, ties it to It was all, all one it. guy, don't you know? And it was they all one refused, guy in greed. Yeah. A single person gets to go to jail and everyone wipes their hands clean. And all the money's gone. Uh, the the research got skewed, the politics got pushed, and we're there's no reason to look back at it anymore. We've found ju- the justice system worked, guys. We got them. <laughs> but jo- Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, their their lives affect me personally, and the outcome of that trial will change American history and uh you know the the course of men's rights for. A, probably a century to come. That that was an important trial, Bob. Well, it Very definitely important. did crucify the Me Too movement, which I'm I'm thankful for. <laughs> it kind of did. That's a good point. Imagine being Sam Bankman Freed and you die and you get reincarnated and they immediately arrest, arrest you and put you in for a second lifetime right there. <laughs> that, like sounds like some, that sounds like some pagan heresy. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe in reincarnation. Well, it gave him like three lifetimes or whatever prison. Yeah. So uh, he has to. He has to at least get reincarnated a couple times to, in order to serve those out for us. I think that's um, that's like a technicality that lawyers and judges do to be able to take parole or probation off the table. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of these, are like, oh, you get a life sentence, and then they're like, oh, but after twenty years, reduced. Yeah, yeah. Like in twenty years, you could uh, apply for like parole or something like that. It's like, okay, what the fuck is the point? What are we doing here? <laughs> Does anybody believe he's the mastermind behind everything that happened to that company, or he was just the figurehead? He was definitely just the figurehead. His his parents showed up to the trial, and everyone kept digging into his parents. Stanford law professor. One of them, if not both of them. And you're just like, yeah, he Holy seems like he's shit. like kind of autistic and retarded. Oh, yeah. 100%. He was completely because he had no idea how he was being set up. Like he had co- completely no understanding of. of he asked what if there was, was like come. League of Legends in prison. <laughs> Did he? I'm not even kidding. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And he was bronze. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We found out he's like retardedly bad at League of Legends. Yeah, it's his. Um, d- despite putting in like thousands of hours or something. Yeah, he played like thousands of games and was bronze. Like that's oh, not that's a guy so that's sad. masterminding a billion dollar, billions of dollars of heists. Like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he was competent enough to like pull off all he did. He didn't. Yeah, I don't even think he pulled off any of it. I think he was just like he went where he was told to go. I'm just going to walk up to investors now and be like, gentlemen, I placed in gold. Give me all your money. <laughs> he was worth billions of dollars and the best pussy he could pull was that girl. Oh, God. That's, yeah, the biggest tragedy. <laughs> she looks like, uh, she looks like, I don't know, like olive oil and Harry Potter hooked up. Like, well, what's the insane. Harry Potter character that turns into a rat? <laughs> 
She looks like the female version Pet- of Pettigrew. Matt- Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, she yeah. looks like the female version of Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> Yeah. Sad. Weird. I mean, and the, the photos that come out have come out from her, like you know, coming out of the courtroom and stuff, are even worse than her old photos. Some like it, it looks yeah. like she's aged twenty years, and just she looks terrible. On on a funnier note about this trial, I don't know if you saw this because it wasn't televised. They had a, a court uh, artist oh, yeah. draw pictures of everyone. And the guy, he drew the the Alameda chick. Like, she looks like a fucking haggard witch. Like, a drooping <laughs> eyes. Like, looks like her skull was, like, melting. Her eyes were down at her cheeks and shit. And then when he drew Sam, he, he was, looks like wait, a that was model, a real draw. Dude. That was a, that was real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> he looked like the ace attorney. I thought attorney. it was fake, too. <laughs> yeah, he does look fucking like Phoenix Wright. Yeah. Like the American Phoenix Wright. <laughs> To me, it, it looked was. like the guy in The Sopranos that like shoots uh, Chris, and like like there's like the two gangsters, and one guy just has like perfect pretty boy hair. He looks exactly like that guy. It's insane. Yeah, you look crazy. You look like a model. You literally look like an Abercrombie model. Uh that that was my favorite update from that trial. It was brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, I don't believe anything about that trial either. I don't think anything <laughs> any part of that is real. Well, money definitely was stolen from investors and people putting their money into crypto and stuff. For sure. But I don't think that that retard had anything to do with it. I don't think he knew what the hell was going on. No. I I really think it's like mom and dad used him as like as a liability shield for their crimes. Definitely. Well, you know, they, they, they put in all the effort to raise an autistic child. They're like, well, we deserve yeah, better. This is worth the, this is worth a long game. This is worth raising a kid to end up like that. If you can laugh at it this whole time, like <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. better, better to get them sent to jail for a billion dollars now before you have a Chris Chan incident on your hand. <laughs> like 10 years from now. Oh God. <laughs> the mom saw her future and she, she wanted out. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> And the man was paralysis that night. Oh god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, quick summary of the follow-up was um that a year after we covered it and you know had pretty much the same conclusion, we have the the tangible evidence that uh indeed FTX did uh control and corrupt the together trials. Um Wait, and, hold on. I'd like yeah, to point out, Josh, yes. I really like this new bit. This I told you so bit for the show. <laughs> let's, oh, let's, God, I can go back through our, our, our group chat, too. And just like, I feel like it's every week where I, I come up with something. It's like where I'm listening to a YouTube video or a podcast or something. It's like uh, we covered that in Oklahoma better than you guys did. You fucking idiots. <laughs> But but also I did that today talking about coral bleaching and like some idiot on a, a business podcast couldn't find it in himself to describe what coral bleaching is or why it's a problem. <laughs> but but also the fact like all, all of these follow up stories about the things that we called out as fake and gay a year and a half ago. We're coming back now. And we're like, oh, look, we were right. I'm just going <laughs> to just going to pat ourselves on the back. Thank you very much. All right. What's up next? Speaking of fake and gay, uh, the so there's this strange situation in the U.S. where all of the pandas we have in zoos are on lease from China uh, for an exorbitant amount of money. The whole world and to everywhere, every country uh, oh, that's not China. Okay, are you, 
What about the ones we actually bred here? Like how? So no, nope, China is owned by China. Every panda is owned by the nation of China somehow. Well, because they patented the DNA sequence that they created when they created yeah, pandas. No like that's okay. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> um, but uh, for our our lease is up, and the pandas are going back to China. Uh, whether this means no one goes to zoos anymore or war is about to break out. Uh, it's truly a sad day, especially here in the district for uh, you know the, the National Zoo. I read um, that article. Can... Yeah, that yeah. entire thing is just FedEx ads. Like every picture, there's one picture of a panda, and then there's seven pictures of FedEx boxes and FedEx planes that allegedly have pandas in them. Hey, there are only five pictures of FedEx boxes and FedEx planes, but the FedEx logo or the uh, FedEx Panda Team, uh, you know, special visible vests are yeah, like special high vests about twenty times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like how they have high visibility jackets that say FedEx Panda Team on them. Yeah, <laughs> that's they have their own awesome. high vis jackets. FedEx Panda Team. Okay, hear me out. This is market manipulation. They're gonna uh, buy all the. They're going to take all the pandas out of the zoos. The zoo stocks are going to collapse. They're going to invest in zoos, and they're going to send the pandas back. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a great idea. Um, I, I think it's to bolster China's uh, China tourism, but whatever. The only oh. place you can see pandas now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good theory. Dude, pandas are so fake. Um, and then one other quick item, uh, I, I kind of just found, found, um, incidentally or by, by complete coincidence. Um, so you guys know the James or the, the, uh, the Hubble and the James Webb telescopes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the James Webb, you know, it's the ultimate replacement of the Hubble. It takes all these, uh, phenomenal, beautiful, beautiful photos of deep space. Um, they like a grain of sand break it already. Invulnerable, invulnerable <laughs> to micrometeorites. That's, I was leading straight into that. Um, so obviously as the, the replacement to Hubble, um, you know, it's, it's a long-term satellite. It's going to be up there for, for a lifetime. How long... How long is the James Webb telescope mission? Do you guys know? Um, isn't it forever? 10 years? Oh. So the primary mission is only five and a half years. Now, now I, I think. What, what was that? What's their primary mission? To take a bunch of photos. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, they they want to <laughs> oh, learn, like, wave. they they learn about gravity waves or something. I don't years? know. Does it come back? Uh, the, well, they have a planned extension, but uh, I'd, it'll probably happen, but um, of 10 years. But like, so a total of uh, up to 15 and a half years. Um, if, if you'll recall, this, this telescope was first commissioned in 1996, it looks like. Yeah, so, so in, in the 90s. And, uh, oh, sorry, 98. And... You know, delays, billions and billions and billions of dollars of budget every few years. And they finally launched it at the end of 21. And it's only going to be up there for uh, less than the time they've been building it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it is coming back then? Yes. Um, oh, my God. So, the question, dude, isn't NASA the, like the fakest, gayest thing you've ever seen? 
They stopped posting pictures after like four days. They were well. They had to realign. Stopped. They had to realign the mirrors and lenses or yeah. whatever after. Had they haven't the done that yet? Sand. They had to fix their totally not broken toy. Everyone, <laughs> isn't it insane though? Like, they, you can call this shit from a mile away. They're like, they post like five pictures. They get roasted on the internet for how fucking gay and dumb and fake they are, and then. Oh, uh, it's coming back home in three years. Also, we haven't posted a picture in uh, two years and 11 months. You know, like, they just... It's crazy. <laughs> um, but the other thing with that is... So, the James Webb... Do, do, you know what, do you know what the James Webb... Tel- or is that the... Do you know what the Hubble telescope is doing that right now? Now that the James Webb is up there? No, because they, the, Hubble and, the Hubble was getting its pictures from this telescope called Sophia basically was what they're really using to take Hubble pictures with on the back of a fucking jet. But what do you, what did they allegedly say is happening with Hubble? Well, the Hubble's still up there. The Hubble's still like mid mission. It's, it's, it's going strong after 33 and a half years. It's on. Oh my God. So it's going to be up there longer than the James Webb. 33 years. Probably, <laughs> probably. Um, but, but the other thing is too, I, I found out, James Webb isn't actually the replacement for the Hubble. They have another replacement for the Hubble. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, uh, that's coming in uh, just a few years. I think it's supposed to be launched in 27, but is the the Nancy Grace Roman Space Telescope. Have you heard of this? Nancy Grace? No. Isn't she like that old grumpy woman? It's like, isn't she like a Martha Stewart type or something? What is Nancy Grace? Is she a journalist or something? Like a news lady? No, uh, no, Nancy Grace Roman, she she had worked, I was, I was going through, or the, like, Nancy Grace, Bob, who is she? Uh, she's an American legal comment, commentator uh, and television journalist. Oh, okay. Didn't she say, like, the N-word a bunch of times or something? Like, why is she famous? She was famous for, like, 15 minutes. I, that I don't know. I have, like, this a vague is, this re- is a... recollection. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that next week. I think she hyped up some like true crime stuff. I think that was like her big linchpin. And then she was just like a money grubbing whore. And then everyone found out about it pretty quickly and got ousted. So anyway, that we're not talking about well, that Nancy a, Grace. Yeah, different Nancy Grace. This lady, she had done a bunch of astronomy for the Navy and NASA over the years. And I think uh, she was like the first female executive at NASA is kind of her her claim to fame. Um, yeah, NASA's first chief of astronomy, um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I never heard of this. I mean, the James Webb telescope, again, 20 plus years under construction. They've been hyping it up for forever. We love the Hubble. We love the James Webb even more. The Nancy Grace Roman, uh, it's the exact same as the Hubble, except it, it takes wider photos. So like it's the same resolution, same type of photo, um, but it just takes like it, it, their their wider area, so it, it captures it captures a wider area. It's impressive, right, guys? Like this is an impressive lie to keep going this long with this. Hey, we're hey, thirty three years later, guys. We're sending another satellite with the same resolution camera, Wait, but it's a little on. wider. What? Okay, so. To think about this logically, if we wanted to collect more data from space, you wouldn't necessarily need a wider lens, but you would you would need one that could zoom in further and have, you know, better resolution, right? 
to find more no, stuff. No, you think, but then you see the real space photos. You see the real ones, and then they're like, just it's just nothing but blackness with like two tiny white dots. Before the yeah, space, yeah, before it's just one tiny white them. dot because the other one was wasn't in frame. <laughs> you think they get one that could just turn around and take a couple shots of Earth, but they never seem to be able to do that. It's weird. Hey, maybe it'll, they'll they'll get so wide they'll get 360 degree one of these days one one of these times. Um, <laughs> yep, but but so wait. we had the we have the Hubble up there for 33 and a half years so far and and going strong. Um, the Nancy Grace Roman Space Telescope, which is practically a carbon copy of the Hubble, um, obviously it has a 30 plus year mission too, right? I Jeez. sure hope so. Uh. Five years with a potential five-year extension. That oh is the, the the latest and greatest. Uh, twenty twenty-seven. After we've gone to the moon again and to Mars, was like that's the level of space technology we'll be at when we're launching this. And it is approximately uh, less than one third of the lifespan of the Hubble. Less than one third. It's like what? Less than one seventh. No, I said the the five year plus a oh, potential five year extension. 10, so I was, yeah, I was counting yeah. the ten years. Like, but uh, yeah, just I just want a little follow up on kind of what, what's going on with space photography, and that we have these these exciting new ventures in the horizon, uh, new telescopes going up there, and that the Hubble, uh, despite the James Webb overshadowing it, is going uh, not going any way anytime soon. I don't think anybody grasped how long 33 years ago was. Cell phones didn't exist 33 years ago. The internet barely... The internet was exi- The internet was invented like two years before that. <laughs> or like public available. You're telling me they're launching another fucking satellite up there? With the same specs? That as- doesn't have a different specs? Yeah, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? And people think this is fucking real life? You out of all your mind? If you believe in space and you're listening to this literally kill yourself you cannot contribute to society in any meaningful way if you believe nasa is launching the same fucking satellite 33 years later you're too retarded to be helpful to anyone it's insane at this point to believe in them i'm not impressed i don't know josh as your as the regional or the group uh nasa enthusiast how do you feel about Mm -hmm. such uh such shitty hardware being put up in space like that. I uh, I blame it on the late 1990s outsourcing of lens manufacturing to China that we couldn't possibly come up with anything better than this. I'm just glad you didn't complain about the budget of NASA. Thank he thinks God. that we lost the technology. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, that, that's that's all I want to share. There were just kind of a, a a bunch of things that had come across my desk regarding um, previous things we talked about and major developments, um, either you know verifying how we covered it or uh, just new things we hadn't heard of, like telescopes. All right. And the last topic, everyone's favorite. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists have discovered artificial photosynthesis machines to create oxygen in space for astronauts. They didn't discover it, they invented it. 
So a collaborative study involving teams from the University of Warwick and the University of Bremen have provided encouraging evidence. The uh, research supported by the European, uh, European Space Agency indicates that these devices could potentially operate not only on the moon, but also on the harsh terrain of Mars. So this is exciting. We're, we're going to finally start terraforming other celestial bodies. So, but there could be a problem. Wait, <laughs> coatings, uh, coating semiconductor materials with metallic catalysts. These artificial photosynthesis systems create oxygen from water and sunlight, effectively sidestepping the need for electricity in the electrolysis process. So that's the standard process: is you run electricity through water, perform electrolysis, and it separates. Um, the hydrogen from the oxygen. And so that's that's basically how they say they're going to start creating oxygen in these harsh environments like Mars, which has no um, atmosphere to contain. So, so spe speaking of, so, okay, Mars has no atmosphere. Um, recall back at the beginning of the episode when we were talking about the Iron Dome and Aaron kind of laid out very precisely how it operates. And there was this thing, the very first step, uh, which was... Um, enemy missiles were fired. Um, I, I seem to have a similar conundrum with your your whole little oxygen thing here. Where um, what's what's step one? Oh, water, water. <laughs> That's what we that, need. That was the problem on that I was alluding to. Well, Josh, we're gonna find we're gonna find enough water on Mars. Don't you remember? We can detect 12 ounces of moisture on the moon from a quarter million miles away by looking at light literally colors on a fucking spect spectrometer or whatever like that we could tell that there's 12 ounces of liquid on the moon yeah and okay we're not going to bring our own water it's very fucking heavy we're not going to put it in a rocket and launch it it's way too yep. dense uh but that's the funniest part about we're this article that the funniest part about this article is saying that water has been detected on the moon and on Mars. And then they just steamroll right past that saying the study is, uh, is a significant step, uh, stepping stone in devising an alternate apparatus to supply future space explorers with fresh oxygen. And it's like, okay, hold on. How much water have we found on the moon? <laughs> How much water? Okay. And also for Mars, we need both oxygen and a vast amount of water. Both at the same time. We can't desalinate the ocean yeah. correctly. Why do you think, like, we can't make salt water into fresh water without it, like, taking too much energy to be feasible? Why do they think we can create an atmosphere on a planet? That's fucking insane to go to that step. Does Mars have that much ice? Because I know they have, like, don't they have, like, one frozen over point? And, like, that's it. There's just, like, one little, like, ice cap, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think most I hear from Mars is that it's, like, there's evidence of water erosion having created some of the land formations. But, like, oh, they whatever. haven't found the water itself. It's probably underground, maybe. But, but um, uh, oh, that, that aside, um, <clears throat> uh, okay, hear me out. Yesterday's coffee, today's <laughs> air. <laughs> 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 Get dumb headed on the case. Note to end it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. 
Uh, yeah. So they're, they're basically, they're all hyped. They're like, we've developed artificial photosynthesis. And it's like, great. Cause plans, you could just use plants. Why not just use plants? Cause you can't have plants on the Mars, but they also haven't invented artificial photosynthesis. I guarantee they haven't. Well, yeah. What's the relative efficiency to this process and plants? So that's the other thing they say that they need, uh, like a couple of factors play into this. They, uh, they talk about the ambient temperature of where the process is taking place could fluctuate how, how long the process could take. And they also said, um, the intensity of the light that they get needs to be like a certain level as well. So, and they said Mars, it's, it's kind of a problem because it has a lot less light than, uh, than earth has because it's so much further away from the sun than earth. Yeah. It's how intensity works. And so they're like, but don't worry because we can just use fucking lenses and magnify the light from the sun into, into the photosynthesis machine. That'll be the the go around for that one. But then they also are missing the critical component, which is water. Like if we saw Mars and they're like, oh, my God, there's just so much water over there. We could eventually turn that into an atmosphere. There's not. There's speculation. There's water there. We also couldn't. There's no reason <laughs> to believe we could do that. Is that we can't we can't salinate enough drinking water for like, a, you know, a thousand people in Los Angeles let alone terraform shit. What, what are they talking about? You, so ah. I, I don't, I don't have a scale here in front of me, but I'm, I'm trying to think of like the relative payload weight of uh, a, a giant lens satellite of just thick glass and a couple tanks of pressurized oxygen. What is like, what, what would cost more to launch up into space? They're, their idea is to fucking put a magnifying, a giant magnifying glass to a frozen lake. <laughs> like, this is fucking stupid. This is for kindergartners. This is how you kill ants, not how you fucking terraform Mars. I, I love also how they immediately jump to, oh, we could terraform Mars with this technology. When in reality, it's like, oh, we could filter out carbon dioxide on our own planet to make, you know, instead of fleeing our dying planet we could use this technology to regenerate and stop our planet from dying but at the same time it's uh, i i highly doubt it's cost effective at this point it's, yes it's an artificial photosynthesis machine made out of rare earth metals right that they coat on these things and it's like how much mining do you have to do to produce like a little bit of oxygen and how much water do you destroy because we, we can't just start you know eliminating yeah we can't create water out of air (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's like what are we doing here okay i i for one hope we drive the world's oceans but you know that's just a personal aspiration of mine keep waiting josh keep waiting and i think that's the show yeah thank you for listening everybody have a good night Until next time. Don't tell me you don't like my show. You've got mail. What the fuck? Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat.